out here in the perimeter, there are no stars. Out here, we is stoned, immaculate. Hello, welcome. This is David Eastall. This is the C86 Show. I've been delving deep into the archives and finding some classic, classic interviews from yesteryear. Actually, some of them are quite old and some aren't. But anyway, this is one that I did with the artist George Underwood, who was having an exhibition in Suffolk. And George was also a very close friend of David Bowie. They went to school together. And um, unfortunately, he's famous for one thing, actually. He's probably famous for a few things, but this is the thing that a lot of people... Knowing for, he was the boy who punched David Bowie in the eye and thus gave Bowie that very distinctive look. I believe one of his, I don't know, something got paralysed in the eye and um, that's why he always had that slightly strange look. Not that strange. Anyway, this is the interview. The first part was me talking about this and that and then I managed to get an oatcake stuck in my throat. I do eat a lot of oat cakes. And then after that, um, after choking a little bit, we started talking about my David Bowie day, which was when a few years ago I went down to Sotheby's to see the ex- an exhibition of Bowie's work that was being sold, and then also to various plays that were on at the time. And um, we pick it up from there. You don't need to hear me choking on an oat cake. Or do you? No, not really. Anyway, this is it. This is David this is George Underwood. Went to that Quality chat. Yeah. And then went to see that play, Lazarus, which yeah. was down in King Street. Uh, and then there was another play um, North, oh. about the Norfolk Broad. Uh, what was it? It was a one-man play about... Um, oh, um, yeah, from, uh, from, from, Ibiza, my, from Ibiza to the Norfolk Yeah, and uh, I sort of decided to do all these three what things. What was that like? It was, it was good. I mean, it was more about this person who probably had... Um, I don't know, it was on the spectrum of some sort of, you know, mental, a slight mental illness, I suppose. Okay. But uh, his obsession with David Bowie. And actually, it was very good and, and really good. well okay. done. Oh, good. So, it was, <laughs> so I think there was, because I saw it twice. I saw it once in London, and then it came to Norwich. And I think a few people thought it was going to be about David Bowie. But well, was, with, the, with the title like that, but is it a one-man show? It was a one-man uh, show. Did it go to Edinburgh? Yeah, it's uh, just been in Edinburgh. That's what I... I do remember reading a little bit about it. And it's good, because it just talks about his relationship with his dad and his mum, mm. and then his obsession with David Bowie. And so it was worth definitely catching. I mean, did you... What did you feel of the exhibit... or not exhibition, the auction at Sotheby's? Well, I mean, it was amazing. I, there was some wonderful stuff there. I, I, I'm a little bit sort of in two minds about why it had to be split up and sold, because... I'd have thought it would have been quite nice to have kept the whole collection under one roof somewhere. Yeah. But um, it wasn't to be. I, I, mean, was, I was fascinated <laughs> with some of the pieces that were there, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah me, me too. I mean, not everyone's taste, of course, but David did have um, some strange... He, he did like certain things which other people sometimes rejected. You know, he was kind of... Um, well, uh, it's always been said many times, this sort of... Uh, love the outsider, you know, the person who wasn't necessarily um, uh, accepted by everyone else. No, and I, I suppose, you know, that curiosity of just being able to uh, just go all over the place with kind of, um, you yeah. know, interest from sort of African arts as Scottish. Yeah, um, no, he was, uh, of course, that wasn't his whole collection. No. Uh, that, that, that's just the stuff which was going for sale, but... Um, 
the prices were incredibly high, weren't they? Did you see what they went for? Yeah, I, I did sort of. Um, I think I did see that the, it, people. I, th I th the problem with auction places probably is that you would, if you vaguely had the money, would get sort of very carried away. And um, well, you, you know, it's like they say: you only need two people who want the same thing, and if um, they've both got quite a bit of money, then the, the price goes shooting up. But, yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. It was kind of amazing. And then, what did you think of the play? I liked the play, yeah. yeah. I thought it was a little bit more violent than I thought it was going to be. Yes. There's more sort of, um, should we say, blood and gore upon the floor, but <laughs> I, uh, I hadn't expected it to be quite as uh, as hard-hitting as that, if you know what I mean. I know. I, I, I sort of found the whole thing kind of boggling, really. Because yeah. I suppose it was also the fact that he was going to be I suppose he was making that in his last few months and yeah. and, and was kind of against the t clock, really. So to speak. It was a bit confusing, wasn't it? Yeah, I yeah. kind of realised it probably was best not to think about it too much yeah. and enjoy the ride. You just get to think of it as a spectacle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought, you know... Yeah, because I didn't really see the connection... Uh, well, I did, but it was the connection between, um, you know, the end of the film and the beginning of the... Of the uh, you know, how... It, um, Newton, uh, what his name was, has um, sort of been recluse all those years and drinking himself to death. I, I, I kind of found that they were too. It was too different from the film. For me, yeah. You know. So I think because I love the film, I thought the film was wonderful. It was extraordinary. Yeah. But um, yeah. So with your new exhibition that's yes. coming out, I mean, this is going to be more to do with the, the other sort of legend from the 70s, isn't it, Mark Boland? Well, it, it coincides with Mark's death, which is on the 16th of September. Yes. Um, th that's the anniversary of his death. But also uh, Mark's 70th, which is uh, a, a, a little bit later. But, um, yeah, it was John from the Imagine Gallery um, suggested this idea, and uh, it's uh, come to fruition now, because I had quite a bit of... Uh, sort of quite a lot of paintings uh, from a show which I did in 1997 called About Face, right. where I um, did portraits of lots of iconic people in the music business. And uh, so some of them are there, by, because I've sold quite a few of them, yes. so there'll be prints of those. And then there's a few of the originals, like Keith Richards and Brian Jones I've got some Jarvis Cocker. Right. Yeah. And um, uh, thanks to my son, I've got also the Gallagher brothers. Fantastic. So I wasn't into them, but he was, and I thought, oh, I'll do a portrait of them. <laughs> and have you, do, I mean, have you been painting, you know, like pictures or, or of, of people like David Bowie since he's died? Well, no. Uh, the only one I have done one special one for this occasion for for the uh, Imagine Gallery show, and um, and I also did one of Mark. So they they are actually the um, the only sort of paintings I've done of David on, and Mark since since they died. But he's both of them really. Yes. Yeah. Because I could see that this new one that you've got, which is dated with. 
2017. It's yeah. it's the it's the kind of a classic one, almost like from the change, not really the changes, but it's kind of a Faye Selm one, isn't it? What I, I wanted to do is I wanted to show David um, as a person rather than as someone on stage, because I think a lot of fans they they didn't really know what he looked like because he was always in makeup or yes. something, you know. And I'm trying to sort of strip it bare and give him a look of, um, you know. Not an ordinary person because he certainly wasn't that, but a um, uh, a person without without the mask on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And did it feel difficult or strange doing that picture? It's whenever I'm sort of painting any kind of person like that. Yes, it, I, what happens is um, you you do get. I mean, if you're looking at the eyes, for instance, all the time, of course I get strange because uh, uh, one of those eyes w was do down to me, as we, as we all know. Yes, yeah, no. So, so that is a bit strange. And to think that he looked in the mirror every morning and, and saw that what I, I did to him, you know, it's, I, I, weird, isn't it? It is a weird one, actually. Yeah. For those who don't know, you you, uh, yeah. you had that slight claim to fame. Well, uh, yes, I mean, it's been... Well documented. It has been to, well just documented. to uh, recap, if anyone hadn't realised it, but uh, it was a, it was a a fifteen year old boy's uh, you know fight in, this, in 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 the school playground, which ended up with a damaged uh, retina for David, unfortunately. I know. Yeah. Which is always kind of giving him that slightly otherworldly, yeah, um, particular look. Which he thanked me for later, actually. Oh, that's yeah. I'm glad you made it up, actually. <laughs> Because there, there was an extraordinary picture, actually, that came, kind of got unearthed, really. I think it was last year, a particular person was doing a book on David and uh, found right. a photograph of your, was it wedding day? Yes, well, no, that's um, incredibly strange, because my mother, um, when she died, there was lots of photographs and um, boxes and things, and my nephew had these boxes, and he said, George, um, you know, um, have, go through them and see if there's anything in there that you want. And... Uh, on my wedding day in um, 1971, uh, David and Angie were there, but there's no photographs of them. Uh, it was a very hot day. We were out in the garden, and Angie was sort of nine months pregnant, pretty much. And um, my father took some photographs uh, in the in the garden because our official wedding photographer didn't turn up. Right. So we don't have any... You know, all the photographs from my wedding were all done with little sort of... Uh, snapshot type things, but my father had a, um, uh, a a decent camera, and it was they were slides, you know. Little, and I found this box in, the, in in amongst all the other bits and pieces of these slides, and I looked. I thought, oh my god! And it was soon, you know, it's, it's sort of strange coincidence because it wasn't that long after he died, you know. I know. And um, there they were. And he, you know, it's strange to think that when you see see him there in 1971 uh, one year later he was Ziggy Stardust you know yes uh, he doesn't look like Ziggy Stardust there, does he no uh. and I thought that was yeah it's one of those classic pictures isn't it really yeah that you you obviously you just find in the background or sort of in a box tucked away that, that people have just sort of almost forgotten and almost kind of just about to throw into the skip or the... Yeah. Uh, oh, thank God we didn't. You know? I know. I mean, you know, because actually all those kind of... Con there must be hundreds, thousands of contact strips around the place in I people's so. 
yeah. loft, you know, of, of kind of photographs that people would probably think. Well, That's okay. right, yeah, and there's probably old VHSs and things which have got some classic stuff on which people have chucked out, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, absolutely. look at all the, the um, BBC, the way they used to chuck everything out, didn't they? Well, I know. You know, um, I was trying to get a... Uh, I'd love to have a copy of uh, Thank Your Lucky Stars, which I was on with, uh, when I was... Uh, you know, my my sort of fifteen minutes of fame when I when I was about seventeen, uh, I, I went on Thank You Lucky Stars, but mm. there's no there's there's no record of it anywhere. You know? No, and, uh, it's never going to happen. And is it was it? the first time the Walker Brothers had appeared uh, in England. Um, Kinks were on it. Uh, Jerry the Pacemakers, Donovan. You know, uh, never mind. Amazing. Yeah. So with the, the exhibition that's going to be coming up, can yes. you give us some details of when it is and how to, to find it? Of course, yeah. In fact, what I'll do now is I'll go and get the invitation. Because I don't want to get anything wrong. No, just go, <laughs> no, don't, don't right. give us a... Well, it's the Imagine Gallery in Hall Street, Long Melford, Sudbury. Yeah. Uh, and they've got a website, www.imaginegallery.co.uk. And the exhibition, uh, well, it's called, it's called Rock and Roll. But um, it's from the 17th of September, which is a Sunday. Yeah. And goes on to the 15th of October. Fantastic. Okay. Yes. Um, there will be prints for sale there. Um, uh, you know, we talked about earlier that the... the, the um, the two pieces I did uh, recently of David and Mark, there's a special offer uh, of those prints, uh, limited edition prints, but we, we're selling them, you know, sort of affordable prices for, for fans, you know. Fantastic. So, yes. Um, and obviously, will you be going to any of these particular nights or having any particular sort of um, press night? Sunday, the 17th of September, is the... Um, it is the launch of the uh, uh, of the show, and um, T Rex to see are going to be playing in the evening or or in the afternoon. I think it is in in the uh, there's a village hall behind the gallery, uh, which holds uh, I don't know two or three hundred people or something. But um, so that's um, connected to the show. Fantastic. Uh, you don't have to be a Mark Bowen fan to pop along because there's lots of other stuff uh, Absolutely. there as well. Because nice. um, earlier, I think it was last year, last summertime, and there was a little exhibition with um, the work of Terry Pastor who did the album cover of Ziggy Stardust. I think he was in some little town village in North right. Norfolk that we went along to see as well, which uh, was quite interesting. Right. And he was selling a few sort of signed pictures of his kind of artwork for Ziggy mm. as well. So, Well, thanks to me, he got that gig, you see. I mean, I, I, I asked him to do the hunky-dory colouring up when we had the studio in Common Garden. And, uh, you know, he's... Uh, I didn't know he had a show, though. But um, the Imagine Gallery uh, is um, in Sudbury, Long Melford. Is that um, 
Is that, the, is that where, where the show was? No, no, oh, this, this, this was in North Norfolk somewhere. That, oh, Norfolk, uh, sorry. Yeah, no, this was in Norfolk, and he just had, um, right. I guess he knew somebody who just yeah. said, oh, we'll, we can put this on for a week and bring us bring us along some of your work, plus right. obviously the Ziggy right. Stardust bit yeah. as well. Well, the thing is, um, yeah, the thing is, those photographs were taken by... They weren't taken by Terry, you know. No. Uh, uh, um, I can't remember who actually the photographer I, was. I can, I can, and, and, and I've got a, a senior moment. Um, Brian Ward. Right. Unfortunately, Brian died. Um, but, uh, you know, poor, poor, I don't know, no one seems to know, but he doesn't seem to be getting much credit these days for what he okay. did. Okay. Um, you know. Yes, which is a bit of a shame, really, considering... Because, yes. actually, he did the, probably most of the work. For well, that. yeah, I mean, I remember he had his studio in Heddon Street, and uh, when we went out to photograph the, um, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the cover for The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stars, it was pouring me rain. So that's why David's in, inside the phone box. Yes. <laughs> And it's just literally a stone's throw from uh, Brian's studio. Yeah, and Terry just had to do a bit of touching up, really. Yeah, he? yeah. I mean, um, David asked me uh, about what walks you do. I said, well, do you want to use Terry again? It's the same as... Uh, and he wasn't... I had to persuade David to um, to do... Because I think he wanted me to do it. But I, 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 in a way, I, I art-directed that rather than actually physically did it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, who was to know that it was going to become such an iconic cover? Well, I guess in a way it's a bit like the whole Mick Rock stuff. He's done yeah. incredibly well. I know, I know. He's a lovely guy too. I like Mick. Yeah. And he says that um, he's, uh, he's, he's, his uh, volume of work that he's done over the years is incredible. Yes, and yeah. he just, but he just goes at the right place at the right I time know, because he had David then he had a bit of Lou Reed and some glam and Queen well and that Lou Reed shot was a bit strange because it was slightly out of focus and that was what made it slightly eerie I think that Transformer uh, album cover yes yeah lovely yeah. so I just think it's absolutely yeah I mean it's just kind of interesting because then you know, the decades pass. He hasn't really done that much else that's relevant. But you know, he's mm. he's done a huge amount of books, and I think he had a film as well that came that's, out. That's oh, I want to see that. Yes, I, uh, um, yes, yes. I've got that on my list of things to, to things. see. Well, did yeah. you see that amazing documentary they had on BBC Four with David and his last five years? I know. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it was that point where you know he just had disappeared. I know. After yeah. about. 2004 when he had his heart problem but yeah. we just all assumed that he'd sort of just kind of retired really. or slowed down yeah or suddenly yeah no he was still working hard in the studio yeah doing things but uh, no it was all kind of under wraps wasn't it most of it oh god everyone yeah. had to sign a, a yeah. sort of legal document to say yeah. that they weren't going to say anything and yeah. not to tell anybody anything about it so it was kind of extraordinary that um, yeah. that he had it. But it worked incredibly well, didn't it? Because, well, it uh, was stunning, actually. Um, the fact that no, no one, it, it, you know, let it escape out, out, into the press. I think I'm amazed how that happened. Yes. Usually, that's uh, difficult to keep things like that quiet, isn't it? And did you? I mean, in that period, did you ever sort of get any 
communications with yeah, you? Yeah, well, uh, I did, actually. I was with the uh, email. Um, you know, David used to send me, um, every every birthday, he used to send me a hamper. Oh, nice. It was like a... And, um, myself and Jeff McCormack, who we've both known David for, for the longest, I think, and um, uh, from Fortman Masons. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I would, I did a little, uh, uh, sort of on my phone, a little little sort of selfie video type thing, saying, thank you, Dave. Uh, and um, he said to me, uh, in the email, he said, oh, you look just like your dad now. And I said, yeah, I look in the mirror. I, I, I look in the mirror and I can see my dad. And he said, that's that's weird. He said, every time I look in the mirror, I see your dad as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just get an idea of the sense of humor he had. But, uh, <laughs> you know, things like that. Yeah. And I well, that's another thing. Yeah, And I said, you, something like uh, you're a star. Uh, because he, he, I think... He sent me something. Oh no, he bought a painting off me. That's right. And I said, oh, you're And he said, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he didn't say he was a black star. So. No. Mm. God. Oh, no. no, I had no idea he was ill. No. No idea at all. But it, at least it was nice that you had that bit of connection throughout those oh, yeah. kind of years. Yes, he, he, he was always such a, you know, a very generous person to be a friend with. He was always very charming and all the things you hear about him uh, nice things they're all true <laughs> don't listen to any of the bad stuff no and also i mean god it's different being david bowie to anybody else because you had to deal with what he was doing so it, you know well you know when i was with him when we were say on holiday or something and you know there would be people in the cafe or restaurant we were in you could see they're looking over and think, is it, is it, is it, you know, is it? So he, he continually had to sort of look behind his shoulder all the time at people who were just staring at him, you know, looking at him. And it must have been quite difficult. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I remember it was quite weird. It was, um, I can't remember how many years ago it was. It wasn't that long. It was four or five years. Our neighbour, about three doors down, mm -hmm. their son works in the fashion world. And, um... I had no interest at all, and, and they said, you know, he works for Louis Vuitton, and I still, had, right. I still had no interest at all. No. And then one day they just said, oh, he's 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 working with David Bowie, and I I kind of almost, you know, like choked and coughed, and it was like, well, wait a minute, you know, David's been he's disappeared, no one spoke to him, yeah. so, yeah. and I thought they might be, you know, making it up or something, sure. but then. Um, then I sort of had a party when I saw the sun. I sort of, I did a sort of went straight up to him and had a, you know, a casual but kind of like very like. So you did? Did you just go and work with David Bowie? He said, yeah, we had to go to New York and had to fit him up with these clothes. And he was the the face of Louis Vuitton for this particular campaign. And and I saw on the website, you know, I could see he was because there was a little advert with him yeah. in some clothes. And he said that they'd gone for a meal and it was quite interesting because I, you know, I was a bit suspicious of the whole thing. Sure. But then this guy who did, I wouldn't have made it up because he, no. he didn't really know David Bowie no. so he was a bit underwhelmed but he said you know it was interesting he said it was it was all it was nice they went out for a meal together yeah. and um he said the only bit and this is when I realized he was telling the truth he said yeah. the only bit was a bit strange was when I got my phone out because I needed to make some notes and he had this assistant Coco who yeah. who'd sort of almost jumped across the table and snatched it off me because she thought I was going to take a picture <laughs> 
of him. That's and I, so and I, typical of Coco. <laughs> and I and I thought, yeah, you definitely haven't made this story up, no, have you? For no. sort of trying to, you know, he wasn't really, you know, he, he to be honest, he was a bit underwhelmed working mm. for Louis Vuitton. So, no. but it was kind of when he mentioned Coco jumping across the yeah, table no, as right. as if he was going to take a quick picture yeah. to sell to the Sun or something. That I that's thought, right. oh right. That's so. Right. so uh, that's got a sense of authenticity about it. Yes, because it's like not many people know who Coco is. Exactly. You know. <laughs> and I thought, yeah. oh yeah, he probably did have to uh, take her along. So anyway, it was quite, it was sure. quite interesting. But sure. um, yeah, he said it was quite interesting. But you know, he played it. He said, you know, he was just a really charming person who was just kind of he knew what he wanted, got sure. fit, fitted up, got his photo shoot, and and was quite happy with it. You know. Sure. Sure. But that was that period when you know he would slightly disappear. So I was a he bit. Oh, definitely. No, he'd done, definitely gone under the radar for a while. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, anyway. but then he came to London with um, Iman and uh, and, and uh, Alexandria. Yes. Uh, and, and that was all kept hush hush as well. Well, that was amazing because they. Mm. I think he they were going and visiting his whole. Oak. That's right. They he... went to uh, where he used to live, and uh, it's almost like a sort of. Um, you know, if you know that you're terminally ill, I suppose uh, it's quite a good thing to perhaps exercise. Uh, you know, sort of, uh, sort of a not exercise, sort of a um, you know, uh, um, cathartic sort yes. of way of doing uh, something, uh, showing your your daughter and your your wife a little bit about his early early life you know? yeah well i thought you know obviously that was that was kind of it and i think it was around that same time there was the exhibition wasn't it the vma yeah, yeah. david bowie is so yeah. i suppose they were tying it all together yeah and, um, yeah. yeah just in, taking care of business i think that in a way i going back to that um auction because i was a bit confused a yeah. little bit about it but then realizing thinking that was a bit quick to him you know to for a man to sort of alarm to um, have the auction, but I sort of thought about it and thought I expect mm. they'd already decided what. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure that David Gates said, "Look, you know, if you do whatever you want with them, because uh, I, I don't mind sort of thing." Because I spoke to Kate Chatabian, who who was his uh, curator, you know, the lady who um, used to uh, work with him on on his art collection and everything, and she said logistically, you know, this took up so much space. Yes, and um, then there's the fact that if you did, because I, I suggested to her about having, uh, you know, them all in one collection uh, for people to go and see, she said it would just be um, astronomically expensive. Yeah. So they didn't, uh, they didn't uh, do that. Yes, and yeah. also it was his and not a man, a man. So I guess she was like. You know, thought well. Actually, this is this will save me the storage space. Sure, no, no, no. Fee. So, um, yeah, uh, it was yeah. it was fascinating to see. And it a bit was. Did you like the one? There was the one by a Norwegian artist, Odd Nordrum, which was the uh, three men. Or was it four of them lying down, naked men lying down on the floor? Uh, oh, I can't. Big uh, one. Quite a big painting. Yeah. Norwegian artist, Odd Nordrum. Uh, okay. Because David likened my work to his at one point, and uh, uh, I suddenly got a bit of a fan base in Norway now, <laughs> and had a show there earlier this year. Yes. Mm. Well, talking of Norway, it was always that interesting thing that he had that T-shirt made, didn't he? A song, yes. a song yes. from Norway. That's right. That was because um, he's uh, uh, well, you know, yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, that is all. It, David was great at winding people up, actually. You know, put, <laughs> putting things uh, out there, sort of like clues and things. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it comes over in the last videos he did, you know, the, the, the sort of clues were, are all there, you know. If, yes. if, you, if you want to look hard enough, you can make as many things out of them as you want. And, and did you uh, and did you meet Hermione, his, the, the love of his yeah, life? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I met her. Yes. When, when uh, David was uh, feathers and all that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I, did, I met her, I don't know, half a dozen times perhaps. But yes. um, she was uh, at the B&A show, I believe, as well. Uh, Kevin Can uh, and uh, Hermione were, yeah, I think, Yeah. Anyway. Yes. No, it was just kind of, you know, those little links to the past are quite interesting. Obviously, you know, there was they were together and they also had, you know, he had the song as well, didn't he? Letter to Hermione. Yes. Yeah. Well, on the back of the uh, Space Oddity cover, I did that, you know, drawing of her, her hand coming out of the clouds. I don't know if you remember that. That was on the back illustration of the, uh, I did for the, uh, well, it was Mercury, uh, it's just called David Bowie originally. But now, now it's known as the Space Oddity album. Yes, because it's got yeah. that close up. Yes. So, and did you used to sort of go to the Arts Lab and? Yeah, I actually played there as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David lent me his guitar. Excellent. He came on, come on, do a couple of numbers, which I did. <laughs> And did it feel, because obviously that was quite a folky period that Pete... It know. was, yeah. Um, there was a sort of, yeah, I think it was it was a um, folk stroke sort of progressive as well, because there was, you know, the Straubs and people like that, although they were folk, they were still quite... Um, yeah, they weren't quite as folky as some others, if you know what I mean. No. I and there was another band called Comus. Comus, of course, yeah, no, yeah. They were great. I, I wonder what happened to them, because uh, I, like, I like them. Yeah, well, I think yeah. um, they occasionally reform. I don't think Do they, they are They are at the moment. I, I know one of the members. I think his name's Glenn. So That's right, Glenn, yeah. He, actually, if you know his surname, you can go to his website. It's on Facebook, isn't it? Glenn Gorin. Yeah, I think I've... But he's quite a... He's, he does a lot, because he plays a bit of music. He does yeah. a little bit of restoration, a bit of painting. You're, now you've said it, it rem, you reminded me. I, I did uh, get that connection uh, some while ago. I remember now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, And he's he was quite a fascinating chap, actually, because yeah. I, did, I did meet him, and, and someone said, oh, he was in a band, and which I hadn't heard of, and then had to do research and thought, oh, right, Comus... Yeah. And then I heard that David had liked Coma, so I thought, yeah. oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they were at the Bachelor Arts Club, yeah. You know, and, yeah, uh, and, um, yeah, and I, had, I sort of, a few weeks ago, I had a look at his website and saw what he was up to. And, oh, right, OK. Yeah, so if you... I well, I'm sure if you Google Coma, it'll come up. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure that uh, eventually you can get Glenn's surname and find it, yeah. What did you say his name was? Glenn? I think his surname Glenn is... Goring, is it? Goring, yeah. yes. Sounds, that sounds right, yeah. Um, I could probably almost do it. Uh, that's all right, but yeah, it's kind of you know it's quite nice seeing yeah. you know what people are up to. But it's just surprising how many people have turned to art and art-based um, mm. work actually. So yes, <laughs> so yes, he's a restorer and copper okay. copyist. Oh, and remember, I, I don't know if you knew there was also a puppet show that um, was, was at the Beckenham Arts Club sometimes as well. Oh, who was that? 
Who was it? Yes. Yeah, so I can't think of his. I can't remember his name off the top of my head now. Yeah. Uh, Mary Finnegan will tell you. Okay. Oh, you yes. Mary? Well, I remember the book came out, didn't it? Yeah. Um, I can't think of the puppeteer's name now, but he used to make his own puppets. And, you know, this is sort of before Sesame Street, you know, so it was that very... It wasn't as, as, as comical as Sesame Street, no. but he, he did great, great puppets. And they, they, they did the occasional show at the Bethlehem uh, Arts Club. Because there was another artist... I just want one last bit of it. But there was another artist who was around in the 60s, and then he came to East Anglia, so we all kind of got to know him, called Bruce Lacey. Oh, you, Professor Bruce Lacey? Professor Bruce... Oh, well, I'm, I, I, I loved Bruce Lacey. Yes. Um, he did a... Um, a lecture at Ravensbourne College of Art one uh, one day, and I went to see him, and he made this fantastic lecture. You know, he, his best man at his wedding was a robot, don't you? Oh, right. Yeah, because yeah. he used to build robots. He did. He, that was his thing, wasn't and, it? And uh, it was his way of talking, uh, really talking. The thing which came out, which stayed with me for years, was his um, discussions about the overpopulation of the world. Which, when he said it, you know, back in 65 or 6 or whatever it was, I saw it. Yes. Uh, it's all come to, you know, the, the future is now not quite what it used to be. <laughs> but uh, it, as far as what he was talking about, it's true. Because the, um, you know, the planet won't survive if we keep... You know, and and he was he was ahead of the game, you know, talking about stuff like that. Well, yeah, and I remember I did know his daughter, who was the same age as me, so we were in our oh, early fifties, right. and she mentioned that once, you know, David had gone to one of his exhibitions or happenings. He used to do happenings and performance That's art. That's right. So, um, and I sort of think, okay, and then I realised. Well, that might have been through me. I think I might have uh, told David about him because. I was I was a big fan of Bruce. Yeah, because he worked with people like Spike Milligan and various. Oh, that's right. And he had a show at the White Chapel. Uh, the last time I ever saw any of his stuff, um, and I hadn't kept up with. I, 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 is he still alive? No, he died no. about two years ago. Oh, he right. was. He'd had a triple heart bypass, and. Oh really. He was, you know, he was amazing because he was oh, still. Fantastic. He yeah. was still, you know, doing it right to the end. But he Good. was. He was in his 90s, and I think he did a show either when he hit 80 or 90s. But really? We all went to see a one-man oh, performance. I've seen that. And uh, he was just extraordinary, but um, yes, yeah. it was he interesting. He was a true, true British eccentric, really, wasn't he? One of the he was the, one of the first, because he yeah. was there kind of before Monty Python, really. Yes, yeah, in the same way as like Viv Stanshall and people like that. God, you know? I know, he was yeah. stunning. Yeah, that, so. that, that, British can only produce these sort of crazy people and it's amazing isn't that we, I know. We, we, we're very good at producing eccentrics yes well we we i suppose as an export or certainly as a yes. a flag that we can hoist in this country yes. is is the arts and yes. that is one thing that we're particularly good at yeah so, i yes. mean a lot of them didn't make good like bruce wasn't really well known really uh compared to monty python say you know? that's right but um without one you don't get the other sometimes you know, I know. Sometimes the influences, uh, the people who are influenced, you don't get uh, as well known as the person who who gets influenced. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? well, I think in a way you need someone to slightly create the sort of, yes. the, the kind of, 
almost the launch pad for somebody to come along because I suppose Bruce did a lot of the hard work and mm. and sort of got people a bit more into that world. Yeah, and he had that zany um, uh, approach. But as you say, like Sprite Milligan, I mean, I mean, him and Sprite, I'm sure, came out of the same uh, mould, you know. Yes, God, I know. Yeah. They're amazing. Well, George, look, thank yeah. you ever so much for um, this interview. Right. And I'll tell George, uh, no, you, John, and you when it's going out, which will probably be on Sunday because it will be needed to be done soon. So, Fantastic. But I really hope it all goes fantastically well for the rest of the year. So that's Thank you very much. Yeah, well, well it, so it's on Sunday, so it would be nice if you... Yes, yeah, yeah. I will definitely say something. Yeah. Okay, thanks a lot, well, George. Uh, if you can pop down... I like look, one of these days we'll meet up. Definitely. That'd be great. Take <laughs> okay, care. Cheers. Thanks, George. Bye. Bye-bye. And that was me in conversation with the artist George Underwood talking about an exhibition that he was having down in Suffolk a few years ago. It's been and gone. But you can find his work on Facebook and I think he also has a website. So do check out what else he's got at the moment. Anyway, this has been David Eastall, the C86 show, trucking through my archives. If you want to contact me, you can. Or you don't have to. But it can be nice. You can do that on Facebook, Twitter, even Instagram. Just go to at C86show. And as I often say, keep it nice and positive. Just do. Otherwise, hit delete. And also, these shows have been archived. And you can find those on Spotify, iTunes, Mixcloud, and my favourite, Podbean. Indeed. Anyway, have a good week.